I'm covering how you can design a beautiful, high-quality fashion line, even if you don't have fashion background or experience in this episode. If you haven't heard, we have a brand new Launch Your Fashion Brand Masterclass for those wanting to start a sustainable fashion brand that makes a minimum of $20,000 at launch. And in this masterclass, I do not hold back. It is absolutely free and I'm giving you the exact steps you need to go from idea to successful 20K launch so there is no guesswork. By the end of the masterclass, you will have set up your business foundation, your founder foundation, and more. So you can get access to it at recloseted.com slash masterclass. And the link will also be in the show notes for you. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. I have five tips for you in this episode if you don't have fashion experience or formal fashion training so that you can successfully design a beautiful fashion line and still make sure the pieces are great. Let's dive in to my first strategy and tip. If you don't have a fashion background or fashion experience or formal fashion training, then I do not want you to DIY this. That is going to be a disaster. It's going to be so stressful and so overwhelming for you. And then also your products are not going to come out as good. Instead, what you're going to do is find hire and trust experts. You need to entrust experts, but also at the same time, I want you to know what's going on as well so that you know what to expect. You have a high level overview of the process and you don't get taken advantage of. I will give you an overview of the entire process from A to Z so you know what to look out for. But the first step and my first tip to you is that you need to find hire and trust experts. My next tip is something I mentioned already, but you need to know what the design process looks like. You can't stick your head in the sand and just hope it works out. It's really important that even if you're outsourcing it, you have an idea of what's expected, what typically goes on, so that, again, you're not taken advantage of, but also so that you can learn and then come next collection or come next products, you're more aware and it will be less overwhelming and stressful for you. A lot of people often ask me, how do you actually go from idea or napkin sketch all the way to a finalized piece of clothing? The process really varies depending on who you're working with and also depending on the product you're making. So there's no one size fits all process. However, there are certain steps you have to go through. It's just sometimes the order of the steps can either happen all at the same time or one before each other. But for the sake of this explanation, I'm going to explain it in more of a linear way. But just know that in reality, things could happen at the same time. Some things could happen before others. It really depends on your product and the team you're working with. But generally, this is what we see with our clients. I am going to give you the general one-size-fits-all approach. And then just know that it could look a little bit different for you. First and foremost, you need to take a customer-first approach. I've talked about this already, but essentially you want to identify your customer, figure out their problem and pain point, brainstorm a solution with them, create a solution with them, and then make it. It is important in today's day and age, if you're starting a fashion brand, we do not just make product for the sake of making product because that is wasteful and you may not even make something that people actually want to wear and use. First and foremost, take this customer first approach. And if you haven't heard about this before, 
and you are listening to the podcast episode for the first time ever, then go back and listen to my last episode, which was episode 181, where I talked about this more in depth, but I'm not going to talk about it again because I always talk about it. If you are curious about how to do that, go back to that episode and listen to it because I go more in depth there and I don't want to just continuously talk about it on every single episode because I feel like it might get annoying. Just go back and listen to that episode and you'll be all good. The next step is to sketch and develop a mood board for your products. This will help you take the product idea you have from in your head down onto paper. And it is completely fine if you're not good at drawing or you're not good at sketching. It doesn't really matter so long as you can somehow transport what you have in your brain down onto paper so that you can start to communicate it to other people. That is the point because if you're going to be hiring a design team and a designer, then it is really important you are able to convey what you want onto paper so that you can start to get on the same page. Next, I advise you start to meet with a bunch of different pattern makers. The pattern making process is typically the first step. My advice is that if you find a really good pattern maker, they can introduce you to other people they may work with if they don't offer services later on in the design process. If they don't do grading or they don't do tech packs, they likely have someone that they can refer you to. But it's really important to spend the time and do the due diligence to find a really good pattern maker. Basically, a pattern maker will make your pattern which will take your sketch and start to conceptualize it. Because your product is a 3D product, it has shape, it has texture, all this stuff, but your sketch is a 2D sketch. It's a process of creating a flat rendering for your 3D product using 2D pieces of brown craft paper. It will really shape what your garment will look like and it will essentially think of it like being what the fabric will be so that it takes the fit of the garment around your body with seams. That is the first part and you want to make sure you do your due diligence to find a really good pattern maker. And your pattern maker is going to be making your base pattern. That is going to be essentially the basis of your design. And the tip here, which your pattern maker should tell you to, is to make it in the middle of your size range. If you're just doing a standard extra small to extra large, let's say for your first run, then you may want to do your base pattern in a size medium. Depending on your products though, you may need to do two different patterns if you're doing an extended size range and or something is really, really specialized. I would definitely lean on your pattern maker to see what they suggest. But typically the tip is to do it in the middle of your size range so that when you make new sizes from the base pattern in the medium, you can make a couple more to make the large and extra large and then a couple more to make the small and extra small. It is important to generally make it in the middle, but there are variations depending on how big your size range is and also your products. Trust your pattern maker on this. The next step is to do some samples and fittings. And I think this is important because you want to make sure that the base pattern you're creating, you are happy with it because this is the building block upon your design and you later will see that. You want to make some samples that aren't out of your actual fabric because that could be really expensive. You could do it out of something that's similar but a bit cheaper just so you can start to see the fit, the shape, and really see it come to life so that you can actually give feedback so that you can perfect your base pattern. Once your pattern is done and it is finalized and you are happy with it, the next step is to digitize it. If your pattern maker doesn't do this or doesn't offer this, they will likely have someone that they can refer you to. But digitizing is essentially turning your flat paper patterns into digital form so that you can easily share them. You can email them to your manufacturers, you can email them to your tech pack person, 
if you have these huge brown pieces of craft paper, you can't really mail it back and forth. It's not very easy. That's why digitizing is really important. And essentially, they just use a remote tool that's attached to their computer. They will digitally draw it on CAD software. It's often required by manufacturers, and it's also just going to make your life so much easier with the sending back and forth. Just get it digitized, and if your pattern maker doesn't offer this service, they will likely know someone that does. Once the base pattern is finalized and you have digitized it, next up, you want to go into grading. Grading is the process of creating a new size from your existing base pattern. Instead of creating new patterns for every single size, which would be super expensive for you, basically you just have the base pattern and grading allows the grader to apply formulas to the base pattern based on how the body changes with different sizes. So that from your size medium pattern, let's say, they can create a large, an extra large, a small, an extra small, and so forth. It's important to work with a good grader. If your pattern maker doesn't do grading, then they will likely have someone they can recommend as well. Once your design is finalized, including the materials and any trims and notions, the buttons and zippers you're using, once all of that is finalized, you then want to package it into a comprehensive summary document that will outline A to Z how to make the product. This is called your technical package or tech pack for short. Think of it like an instruction manual containing all the necessary information so that the manufacturers can just read it and know how to make your garment. It is important to make this as detailed as possible. I always err on the side of over communication versus under communication so that it can be super, super straightforward and you can prevent errors. We always want to be preventative versus reactive. The point of the tech pack is someone will take a look at it, read it, and then be able to understand A to Z how to create your garment exactly the way you want. If your pattern maker doesn't do tech packs, they will likely have someone they can refer you to that will do it. But every single person does tech packs a little bit differently, but there are key items in the tech pack that you need to have. You will definitely have a bill of materials or bomb. This will be an overview of all the materials you're using for your product. The fabrics, the zippers, the buttons, the threads, literally everything. Then you're going to have a points of measure page, which is a page detailing the measurements for every single size. It's going to include technical flats or technical illustrations of your product, any artwork, and like I mentioned, really the A to Z of how to put your product together. So think of this like an instruction manual about how to put your product together because that is essentially what it is. Once your product is finalized and your tech pack is completed, the last step is to create markers. Markers are large sheets of paper with your patterns printed on them and they are used by your manufacturers during production because what they're going to do is they're going to have these markers and use it as an outline about how to cut your fabric so that you save fabric as well. The marker will likely look like a Tetris shaped piece of item because your patterns are gonna be collated all over it. That's what we want because we want to maximize the amount of fabric that's being used and we want to make sure it's being efficiently used so that we can minimize the fabric waste. Again, this is just the general process of the, the amazing designers we work with for our clients. However, depending on who you're working with and also your products, things might happen at the same time. That is completely fine. But at some point, all of these things need to be done. The order can switch a little bit. You could do it all at the same time potentially, but every single one of these things needs to get done. Like the base pattern needs to get done. You need to do your samples. You need to do your grading. You need to do your tech pack and you need to do your markers. That all needs to get done. 
It's just a matter of when it happens. But at the end of the day, this is a high level overview. I want you to go into this informed and empowered so that you are not taken advantage of, but also so that you know what's going on so that you can hopefully enjoy it a little bit and not be too overwhelmed. Now that you have an overview of the design process, the next step is how you can find and actually hire an amazing design team. Like I mentioned, it is important you hire experts at this time so that your garments turn out exactly the way you want and they are high quality. We have stellar designers on our team that we refer to our clients, but in your case, you will just need to spend time and do your due diligence. There is no fast way out of this. You need to make sure you are happy with your design team. This is so important. Spend the time and really ensure you hire the right team to help you turn your product ideas into viable products. And you also want to make sure you have clear instructions for your manufacturers. Like I mentioned previously, start by finding a really good pattern maker. This is typically the first step in the design process. And when you find a really good pattern maker, they can intro you to a grader, to a marker maker, to a tech pack person if they don't offer those services themselves. And to find these pattern makers, what you can do is ask for referrals, ask around in your network, do some research, look online, leverage Google, Facebook groups, freelance sites. There are a lot of great pattern makers out there. And they are basically like startups or independent contractors. They will be looking for a job. You just have to go out and look for them. But make sure you build up a good database and then ask them questions so that you can find the right fit. Some questions you should ask them. First of all, you want to know what brands they have worked with. Next, you want to know what their design philosophies are. Do they care about sustainability? Are they all about making timeless, high quality pieces? What is their design philosophy? After that, you want to know what they specialize in. Do they specialize in women's wear, men's wear, accessories? Whatever you're trying to make, just make sure they have expertise in it. You then can ask for a portfolio and sample of work to see what they are capable of. And then you want to look into pricing and how they charge. Be wary of predatory pricing. Obviously, we want to make sure you are paying your designers fairly. But on the flip side, sometimes there's people out there that like to take advantage of people that don't have experience and or don't know how much this stuff costs. Just be wary. And if you're not sure, like happy to take a look at pricing for you, you can just send us a DM at Recloseted or email to hello at recloseted.com because I've seen a lot of these and I also know how much our clients pay. So if you're just wondering if you're being overcharged, feel free to shoot us a message. I'm happy to take a look for you. And then just ask any other questions you may have. But at the end of the day, trust your gut because if someone gets annoyed with your questions or they're taking forever to get back to you, it's probably not a good fit to work with them. So just make sure you trust your gut. Once you have found a bunch of designers and then you've narrowed it down based on those questions and you've decided to hire the one pattern maker and other people to round out your design team, my next tip is to trust and collaborate with them. This is so important because you are hiring them for a reason. You need to trust them because a good pattern maker and a good design team knows what they're doing. So collaborate with them. Explain who your ideal customer is. Explain what problem you're solving. Talk to them about the brainstorm solutions you've developed. And this is key, but ask for their feedback on commercial viability. They should know what is doable, what's not doable, and leverage that expertise and really lean on them. And then my last tip is that you need to ask questions. There are no stupid questions. Do not shy away from clarifying things. 
asking for more information, etc, etc. Like I previously mentioned, if you're working with a team that's hesitant to answer questions or gets annoyed from the get-go, likely not the right fit. Really make sure you're asking questions so that you can learn as much as possible this time around so that next time it'll be even smoother and you'll know exactly what's going on and it won't be as overwhelming. As I mentioned on the top of the episode, we have a brand new Launch Your Fashion Brand Masterclass for those wanting to start a sustainable fashion brand that makes a minimum of $20,000 at launch. It is absolutely free. I'm giving you the exact steps you need to go from idea to launch so that by the end you have set up your business foundation, founder foundation, and more. So visit recloseted.com masterclass to access it, or you can click the link in the show notes. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at Recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on, and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.